welcome to the Corn Nation post-game podcast for Purdue. It's a win. 37-27, Nebraska picks up its second win of the 2020 season in a game that saw combined for 20 penalties between the two teams and 235, now 230, well, 230 penalty yards. Uh, I tweeted at the end of the game, I felt like I just witnessed a crime and I want to call the police, but I don't know what to tell them. And that's that's really kind of how this game felt. I know it's a Nebraska win, and it's a Nebraska win by, by double digits. But uh, I guess I feel good about it because it's a win. But it was really kind of a game between two teams where it seemed like neither team was really that interested in winning. You guys, go ahead, Nate. What do you think? Well, thank you for the introduction. Um, I am Nate, one of the Coronation Sports Writers. Along with us <laughs> in this podcast is Brianna Clark, who's also one of the sports writer and football writers for Coronation. Thank you, John, for introducing us. Also, oh, yeah, that part. <laughs> also, along with us at this point is Jill, who is also one of our sports writers, football sports writers. So um, go ahead, Bree. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I mean, I really wanted a game where I could relax and this wasn't it, but it felt good. The beginning of the game felt really good. Really, the most of it did. Um. I was really impressed with our secondary. I mean, I think they've been kind of showing up most of the year, but they did a pretty good job with um, Bell and Moore. Um, and I thought Taylor Martinez, uh, Taylor, Adrian, see, we can't have guys with the same names. Um, I thought Adrian did a pretty good job. I mean, they're, clearly his passing wasn't quite as efficient as last week, but – I felt more confident with him in there than when we threw Luke in a couple times. I didn't think that was as strong for our offense. I think Martinez looks closer to his 2018 18 self than he has, you know, all year long. I don't know if the benching did something or if he's being close to healthier, you know. I think that's one of the biggest things that I took from probably the past two games and I, you know, I just, I think everyone would agree. I don't care how we did it. We just needed to win, you know, P Purdue needed to win too. And that game really, if it wasn't for this mute taking out Cam Britt Taylor for that 89 yard touchdown pass, you know, maybe we'd feel even better about, you know, you know, instead of a 10 point game and it's a 17 point win, you know, who knows, but, uh, that I think Purdue was picked to win that game by Vegas, or it was a pick 'em at the end. So I know I'm not going to be too picky. There's a lot, a lot of things you can tear apart. Uh, this, I'm just glad we won. Oh my God! There's a lot of things you could tear apart. Go ahead, Jill. I say Matt Lubick was dealing. I mean he he was on point, and he and Adrian were lockstep and not always there was a couple of series that looked rough but 
It looked like progress. I'll take it. It did look like progress, but it also looked pretty, you know, Nebraska was rolling along and then all of a sudden they got really stupid, you know, especially with the the 30 yards of personal foul penalties on one play. You could argue that uh, the second one didn't need to be called, but you also kind of got the idea that the officials were trying to get a hold on the game because there's so much trash talking and stupid ass stuff going on a little bit too late in the plays. There were definitely penalties, but Nebraska didn't commit the penalties to shoot themselves this time. I mean. You mean they overcame them? Yeah. Well, it wasn't that they overcame them, but they, they committed penalties at a time where they could overcome them. Well, that's probably a, a salient point. What else we got? We got Adrian Martinez, 23 of 30 for 242 yards, one inter- or one touchdown, and uh, no interceptions. That's another point is that there were no turnovers on this in this game, none. Nebraska almost got a pick when uh, Kame Taylor Britt had the ball in his hands toward the end of the game. Uh, what do we got? Three sacks for Nebraska. Uh, we got Dedrick Mills, 16 rushes for 60 yards, top rusher. You've got Ad- or Wandale Robinson, nine receptions for 114 yards. And then Levi Falk had five receptions for 39, which that guy played more than I thought he would. And uh, actually, one, one thing I noticed in this game that I'll uh, want to comment on is there seemed to be more consistency as to who was on the field in the first half at least, and I think throughout most of the game. And we, we saw a guy named Cooper Jewett get a two-yard carry, and then we saw a touchdown by Wyatt, somebody. Lure? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. he's been on the field a little bit, but. He's a, in the, in my part of the state, John. Don't diss the kid. I'm not dissing the kid. Here's the thing. I think we saw – we didn't see like 38 people in the game. We saw like mostly consistency as to who was in on each play. And I'm not just talking about the quarterback. You know, we saw pretty much the same receivers. Am I wrong about that? Or uh, I, I would say I agree. I noticed Xavier Betts on the field throughout yeah. the game, where in the past he seems like he's been – on their here or there, and they, then they run him on that little jet sweep, like kind of a pop pass, or whatever you want to call it, shuffle pass. And he's now – that's the third time they've run it this year, and Purdue knew it was coming. But hopefully they have a counter to that, you know, like a fake something, you know, because the defense, they're expecting that, and maybe you could do something off of that. But I, I agree, yeah. Xavier Betts is one of those players that, along with Wandale, you can – you can really set up an, a defense to make the wrong call. The player I'm waiting for now is Chris Hickman. I mean, he, he really looked promising. I, I'd really like to see a kid with his size and speed combination find a way into the offense. You're getting... Uh... Purdue ended up with uh, negative two rushing yards. Comments on the defense. 
Sure. Uh, Woohoo! <laughs> Purdue, they don't like running the ball. They're not very good at it. And I think that, you know, their starting running back is essentially a taller fullback. I mean, he, he's a big kid. What, leading the conference in yards after contact and broken tackles? And I, I, they don't have anyone at the running back spot right now. So, I, you know, I wouldn't read too much into that. Um, but the two wide receivers they have, Bell and uh, Rondell Moore, I'd throw it a lot too, you know. Uh, but I, I, but regarding the defense, I mean, if it wasn't for this defense, where would we be? I mean, I mean, we'd be Owen, Owen six, right? So, if that, that's that's kind of what gives me optimism is the fact that our offense is so young at the skill positions and on the offensive line, and our defense, I think, is playing just good enough right now, and it could get a lot better. But if at some point, you know, obviously not this year, or you know, maybe Minnesota or whoever we play after that, if we get to play Minnesota. But going forward, if as long as our offense continues to improve, then I think we got something going. And I think that's why all of these Frost haters, I don't, I, I just we don't have to get into that topic. But it's just I think if the defense stays where it's at and the offense shows up, then we got something going. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, Adrian Martinez is looking a little more like the player we expected. And Matt Lubick is now, to me, he's a, somewhat of a surprise. I always expected Frost to be the real, you know, offensive coordinator name, but I think Lubick's actually calling these plays and I was impressed today. What do you think? Well, as far as the defense goes, I mean, I thought they did a really nice job. I mean, like Nate said, they didn't really have much of a running game, but I thought uh, we did a good job of putting pressure on Plummer and also breaking up those passes and only allowing those um, receivers short for the most part, besides that one play, short yardage plays. Um, Boodle and Cam Taylor Britt did a really nice job on um, the corners there. Um, yeah, and the secondary showed up big time. They were asked to be man to man today, and they did it. And without yep. a bunch of pass interference calls, too. I mean, that was the other thing. Every time they showed those, I kind of braced myself because it just seems to be the pattern that we get, but they were doing a really nice job. Okay, did any of you guys get the idea that Purdue pretty much didn't want to be, be playing football today, or is that just me being cynical? I think it's you being cynical. The, the fact that they were – I mean, they were hitting hard. There's a lot of trash talking. I mean, if I didn't want to be there, if I was a football player, I'd just go through the motions, right? But they were hitting, you know. It, it looked like, a, like they were rivals or something. Like how – I don't know if – Nebraska seems to talk a lot of trash, and I – and I wish they wouldn't, you know, I wish, I always think if you're going to talk trash, you better be able to back it up. And I'm, I don't really think we can right now. And, you know, let's wait till we can talk trash to, I don't know, Wisconsin. That, that'd be nice, you know, cause I don't think we would do that, but the way they were chirping, I mean, both sides, I, I don't, someone must've said something. I, 
you know, during pregame. I'm not sure, but I think Purdue wanted to be there. Uh, I for sure Nebraska wanted to be there. Um, so don't try to discount this win, John. That's what <laughs> yeah, you're doing. I, I, will, I, will, I will chime in here. I think you're confusing this with Nebraska finally outcoaching someone. It, oh, is that why I'm confused? Is that it? I think you're confused, John. Yes. <laughs> Bree? Um, yeah, I felt like they wanted to be there. I mean, I'm with Nate. I don't think you have that intense of a game of trash talking if you don't really want to be there. Okay, um, so I'm downvoted three to like one. I'm wrong. It's like, wow, okay, that's fine. I could take it. <laughs> now, now, next week, we, we play Minnesota. I could see that. I don't think they wanted to be here all year. You know, like, uh, and so I hope we get to play them, and I hope we put it to them, and then they can match us up with, like, Maryland in that last game, you know, or who, you know whoever. Or it could be Michigan State. I forgot. We were looking at the standings, but anyways, but we're talking about uh, Purdue, I guess, but. I don't know about you guys, but when we're up 17-0, I thought we're going to lose this game. I don't know how we're going to lose this game, but it's going to happen. And uh, a friend of mine who's a football coach, because I tweeted that out saying, you know, it's just it's where my mind's at that we're going to lose this game. And after that 89-yard uh, touchdown catch by Bell, he tweets at me, that's how. You know, that's how we're going to lose this game. And I'm like, yep. And so, uh, I, I don't know. Do you guys have that same feeling? Like, it, it's inevitable. Like, I, I'm just like, why do I have to feel this way? Well, why can't I feel that we can have nice things? <laughs> because you're a bad person, Nate. That's exactly <laughs> it. You're just a bad person. No, he's not a bad person. I, Come on. I, I felt like, oh, this could be the start of bad things. But the Huskers, like, they didn't let one bad thing become two. And I was like, whoa, this is, this is a little different. That... Yeah, I mean, I had the thought of, like, I can't get too comfortable with this because... I know it's not for sure, but as long as we were still able to bounce back from things, I was feeling okay. I mean, Nate, I do feel like you're just a little bit more on the negative side of things usually when it comes to the Huskers anyway. So, you know, I don't think I'm negative. I just feel like I'm protecting myself from the inevitable heartbreak <laughs> that comes with being a Nebraska fan. I think at some point where I think things are going, and I know a ton of people disagree, but I think we'll get to the point where we're up 17-0. We're confident that we're not going to screw it up, you know. And like I said, it, you know, without that big play, I think the rest of defense played very, very well today. You know, you take that out, and you can't take it away, but if you, you know, try to put things in perspective – um, so I'm pretty, you know, I'm happy with how the game ended up because you know why we won the damn game. That's why. All right. Like you said, we got Minnesota coming up. 
Uh, final thoughts from everybody. Bree, go first. <laughs> um, I think overall it was a good game today, a good win, and Minnesota. I mean, next week we got Minnesota. I'm not worried about Minnesota. That's what I got for you. Nate? Okay. Um, we have yet – I think the next goal is to win two in a row, obviously, because we have – we seem to have issues doing that with under this coaching staff in a way. Um, if we win next week and then we could possibly – we might be matched up with like a Maryland or a Michigan or, or Michigan State in that championship week. And if we win that, then we are – let me do the math – four and four, right? <laughs> And then we get a post game, or sorry, a uh, a bowl game of some type. Who knows who we'd be matched up with? There is still a possibility we could end the season five and four, and that is, you know, just unthinkable. You know, last week, you know, just even think about that. So doesn't mean it's going to happen, but it's a real possibility. I think we should be favored to beat Minnesota. And then, you know, we're not going to be playing Indiana and we're not going to be playing Ohio State and champion, obviously, in the champions week. So I think that's a winnable game. I mean, the opportunity is right there and that's all we can ask for. Jill? I was encouraged today because the team would make a mistake, but then they wouldn't make like the next mistake. I, I, I think that's progress. <laughs> it's not progress that will obviously get you into a game versus Ohio State or that. But I think we're all about baby steps right now in this program. And I think we saw the team take a baby step. Can they actually gather themselves and sustain that progress assuming we get to play minnesota which i think we all know is sort of tenuous yeah go big red <laughs> there you go john okay you have to give us your thoughts right yes yeah. i have thoughts i had that thought earlier that you know at some point it looked like nobody really wanted to win this game toward the end, you know, both teams with the flags and then the flags and then the more flags. But I, I think Jill does make the good point that it, it, uh, that while they did make some dumb mistakes, uh, they didn't allow them to get, they didn't allow themselves to be buried by them. And they did come away from a win with a win. Uh, Yoshi and I talk every week now. And I think one of the things he talked about was learning to overcome mistakes and learning to you know fight back against things when you're not playing well and getting that out of your head and going on so they did that today we pick up a win over Purdue uh, I said last week we need well I've said all along we need to score 40 points a game we almost scored 40 points a game uh, yeah maybe this is a start of the offensive explosion we all know is coming sooner or later to Nebraska football we're only bits away. Or the or the or the or the defensive domination none of us expected. Well, that could be true. All right, there you go. Uh, I think the offensive explosion is more likely, but yes. <laughs> okay. 
We're going to call it a wrap. 37-27, it's a win for Nebraska over Purdue. Nate, one more thing. Nate, how many times did Purdue have beaten us in a row? I'll go, uh, Bree's putting two fingers up, so I'm going to go with what she says. You know, Iowa, how many times? Have they beaten us two times in a row? No, Iowa, how many times? I don't six. know, Bree. Six? Oh, six. six in a row, yeah. Iowa. What about Minnesota? Uh, two. Don't care. Wisconsin? Wisconsin? That's probably seven or eight. Okay, so. No one can count that high. <laughs> so today's win just wasn't a win. It was a, a beginning point at which we start getting back at the people in our side of the conference and our division where we stop ending these losing streaks against these sons of bitches. Because that's what has to happen for Nebraska return to dominance. And uh, one more thing I'll say before I go, God help this national media people. Right now, Nebraska is irrelevant as we've ever been. And Nebraska fans on Twitter are complete unbearable bastards to the national media people. And if they think they've seen anything yet, wait until we actually start winning my God, those people will be blocking and muting Nebraska people all over every fucking day for the rest of their lives. They won't be able to go in restaurants and they'll be terrified of seeing Nebraska clothes on anybody. So fuck them. There you go. Y'all have a good week. <laughs> this is uh, the coordination. I people. Rule, it's uh, this is the end. Goodbye.